listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. This is SBS On The Money for this Wednesday, the 23rd of December 2020. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, nearly 250,000 jobs were created in the three months to November. But where were those jobs created? We'll tell you in a few moments' time. But first, to the Australian share market, which snapped a three-day losing streak, the 200 up by 0.7% to 6,643. It now means we are within 1% of closing higher for the year. Real estate stocks did best today. GPT grew up by 2%. The Commonwealth Bank, the best of the banks, up by 0.9%. See sell also increasing 0.3 but the materials sector declined BHP lost 1% and PayRight it's a buy now pay later company it listed on the ASX today so for more on all of that I spoke earlier with Kyle Rodder from IG Markets. Kyle shares look like they're going to snap a three-day losing streak why? Well, it's a good question. Um, I suppose we didn't exactly follow Wall Street's lead last night. We probably tracked a little bit more the recovery recovery we saw in European shares after the volatility that we uh, experienced earlier in the week. So, I mean, at the moment we are in what you could probably call holiday trading conditions. So things are probably a little bit more choppy, a little bit more irrational um, than they would normally be. But from the se- from the looks of things, it really just does seem after a bit of a um, poor start to the week, we've seen just a little bit of a bounce on a little bit of um, extra optimism in the market as some of those fears around the uh, the virus has spread in the UK and, and some of the situation as it stands in Europe uh, gets a little bit better. And we've also obviously had a little bit of a tailwind at least earlier in the week and over in the last 24 hours because of US fiscal stimulus too. So hard to sort of cut the, uh, the get the signal from the noise here, but uh, it looks like a little bit of a bounce as volatility has diminished. Can we um, talk about some of the, the themes of 2020 since we're coming to the end of the year? Buy now, pay later, because uh, one one company listed today that's PayRight, but it listed at a discount. And I think PayRight looks at the the upper or the larger end of the um the, the purchasing side of things, so things over one thousand dollars, right? So the fact that it listed at a discount, we've seen the likes of Afterpay surge throughout the year, and Sezzle and and Zip. What does it say about the sector? If, if you, you sort of believe that markets are perfectly rational and, and are looking at these companies on their merits, it would suggest that you've got an extraordinary market there that's potentially uh, able to be tapped into by these companies. And it's going to be a, a really um, important way that we make payments and transact in, in the future. Um, the, the contrarian argument to that potentially is that, you know, maybe we're seeing a little bit of a fad space open up in, in the market at the moment that is becoming incredibly saturated with a lot of players. Um, you know, a lot of these sort of startup companies who are trying to move into the space to capitalise on what is granted a very, very large market. Uh, not to mention on top of that too, you know, the, the big players into the payment space like your PayPal, et cetera, threatening to effectively, um, you know, bring about or, or um, create their own platforms to, to, to do something very similar. It's a fad, but a lot of people made a lot of money from it this year. What about the banks, though? The banks can be pretty boring to invest in, but we all have them in our superannuation funds, and there's been lots of talk about dividends this year. Will they return to favour in 2021? Well, I mean, we have seen the banks perform really well over the last couple of months in particular, as we've seen um, long-term interest rates rise and the expectation of a pickup in, in inflation and, and growth prospects across the world. And of course, that's been tied back to the vaccine. I mean, things are looking better into 2021 than they did in the uh, in the last 12 months or in 2020 for bank stocks, just by virtue of the fact that we're going to be able to see now in the next sort of six to 12 months, the, the, the real, I suppose, effects of all this stimulus that has been 
pumped in, especially from governments into the global economy to be able to, you know, engineer a rebound to, to growth after last year's or 2020's recession. So the banks had a horrid year. It's still a very difficult environment for the banks because obviously we're going to remain in, in a low interest rate world for, for quite some time. And there's all sorts of risks out in the future. And we haven't seen credit conditions really returning to normal yet. And, and that's still sort of a, a process that's underway. But I mean, if you look out into 2021, the conditions for the banks are much more supportive than they've been in the past. And the banks ought to be a sector that will benefit more than most from, from the recovery trade, which is still unfolding and, and, and still looks like it's progressing well. Okay, what about e-commerce and retail going into the new year? Yeah, that'll be fascinating. I mean, retail just more broadly is um, an area that's looking quite positive, that it's uh, an area of the market that has benefited a lot from the extraordinary interventions that policymakers, especially, again, governments have made to be able to support households through um, what has been a very, very difficult year. If we start to see an improving labour market into 2021, uh, incomes return to, to normal, um, and that uh, growth story really starts to pick up, then then retail should really benefit from the strength in, 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 house, uh, the, in the improvement of um, household balance sheets and, and obviously the labour market. Uh, the e-commerce space is going to be the most fascinating one because I think what we saw over the last 12 months is just an extraordinary period of growth, almost a condensing of, you know, by some measures, a decade's worth of growth uh, into into the space of just six to 12 months, which is which is quite incredible. So in terms of the e-commerce space as a sort of an investment proposition, well, the question will be, you know, how much um, how much of that kind of uh, growth has been priced into to stocks in that kind of space uh, and, and, and what have you. But I mean, I think one structural change that we have obviously seen this year is a big shift towards uh, e-commerce, uh, transacting in the e-commerce space. Um, and it's one of those trends that doesn't look like it's going to reverse. So it's still a very positive future for e-commerce and a very positive one if you look from the perspective that retail sales ought to, to pick up in, um, in, a, in the year. Kyle Rodder there from IG Markets. And uh, the Bureau of Statistics has released some data today on uh, where the jobs have been created over the past three months. And it says that jobs rose in 13 of the 19 major industry sectors. So professional, scientific and technical services saw the biggest increase in the three months to November. So that, that includes the easing of restrictions in Victoria. And jobs in that sector include things like scientists, um, accountants and uh, architects, for example. And so 80,000 jobs were created there in the three months to November. It's followed by administrative and support services at 53.3 and accommodation and food services, 45,800 jobs created there. The, the surprise is that despite the pandemic, nearly 23,000 jobs were lost in the healthcare and social assistance industry, although that sector remains the country's biggest employer with 1.8 million workers. Jobs were also lost in the past three months in wholesale trade, down by about 23,000, and agriculture, forestry and fishing down by nearly 20,000. That is SBS On The Money for this Wednesday, the 23rd of December, 2020. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at businessricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.